up digital bounds podcast listeners uh today with me i have the uh marvelous talented and um i don't know what else you are uh his name is sunny sign you could hear him right there and his Twitter handle is what is it? Because I still don't remember it. So Sunny Sync IO. That's S U N N Y S I N G H I O. So okay. And um, if you don't know who I am, I'm Leon Hitchens. My Twitter handle is Leon Hitchens on Twitter. And if you cannot spell that, that's um, that's just too bad for you. You're gonna have to Google it. <laughs> so uh, Sunny and I have been talking about doing this for like, what is it now? Probably a month or so. I think even longer. I say. I think every week we say we're going to do a podcast together. Yeah, we were scheduled like three times. No, probably more than that. <laughs> um, it, it's a constant struggle with us because Sonny, he likes to go on a different schedule than I do. So, Sonny, can you tell him a little bit about you besides uh, your name? Yeah. So people probably know me from Ninjality. That's the company that I'm, I'm co-founder of with uh, Kyle McDonald. And we do, we've sponsored the podcast a couple of times. We do uh, just web design, web development services. Um, I'm just, I'm in college right now. I'm about to graduate. So majoring in computer science. So Yes. And you are the, um, I, so, we're, so we're I do doing... development. I'm like a web developer. So. Okay. That makes it makes it much easier for everybody. Yeah. Because when you say that, it's like the internet's big, and <laughs> I don't even know what you do sometimes. Yeah. So just just web developer, I guess. Okay. Easy enough. So you do Ninjality. You do um, some other little things here and there. Do startups, but um, you do you follow tech, right? I try to. <laughs> I know you read the iVerge, which is very disappointing. I mean, <laughs> I, li- I like the Verge. Don't hate. No, I'm I'm tired of the Verge. They, uh, I saw an ad the other day. It was a digital trends ad, and they said no sex talks, no animal reviews, just tech. What? what wait, hold on. But I think what I if that involves it. tech, though. Well, they said no sex talk, no um, no uh, animal reviews in the Verge. They do their animal review of like the beaver and the dog. Because that's tech. Okay. <laughs> they do their sex talks like each week. Like, it's kind of weird sometimes. What was it? Digital trends? Yeah, you you never heard of di- digital trends? No, no, trends? I've seen them before. Yeah, I tweeted them out. Like, uh, I tweeted out the little Facebook ad because it was pretty funny. I got a kick out of it. Yeah, but you know the bounds one is better. So, the bounds? Yeah, the digital bounds, not the yeah. trends. <laughs> digital trends is like. They follow like five hundred thousand people, and they have like six hundred thousand followers. Oh wow! But I hate when companies do like the I'm going to follow every single person possible, and then I try to do it real quick. I started doing that like on a Twitter on Devney's Twitter account, but then I just kind of got lazy, and it it's can hard. look bad too. So I think when you're following more than like maybe a thousand, it's like it's like I think as long as more people are following you, it's fine. I know you, you you think differently about that. Well, yeah, you're you're gonna look at your Twitter your Twitter feed and see like five hundred thousand. You're not gonna be able to see anything. But on a brand one, you don't you don't look at the feed. At I, least I if you feed I do, you, that's that's different. On a brand one, I want to interact with people and not just like have a giant slew of, of content going through my news feed. You can still reply, but uh, yeah, but it's harder. Well, now with the new Twitter Engage app, it makes it so much easier. <laughs> I thought you were trolling me with that, honestly. Like, because you said like, "Oh, there's a new Twitter app for iOS." What are you looking oh, yeah. at? <laughs> okay, so the listeners, um, we're on a Hangout on Air. We have our Slack channel for back channel communication, and then um, Kyle's <laughs> over here trolling me with uh, saying I have purple <laughs> in my teeth. Oh I yeah, I see have- it. It's right there. No, 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 I see it. Here, whoa, what is that? You guys are trolling <laughs> the hell out of me. Okay. Forgot what we were talking about. Um, so we're talking about the Twitter and uh, app. So, so when did that come out? Two days ago? A day ago. Because he told me, it was like, oh, there's a new Twitter app for iOS. I was like, oh, so it's a redesign? It's like, no, it's a new Twitter app. And they're like, okay, so. But then he told me there's no uh, timeline. And yeah, that's why I thought like you were trolling me with that. But it's real. Yeah. So the Twitter Engage app is like 
It's the Facebook mentions app, which lets celebrities or verified users or any brand like kind of just see statistics about their Twitter account. Um, Basically, Facebook pages. Or what's all the other one? It's Facebook mentions. It's like Facebook the, mentions, yeah. It's your popularity. They see all your statistics, and then you can kind of tweet at celebrities and stuff. And then on top of that, it shows you who's ever verified who's replying to you. So if they're verified and they reply to you, they show up in there. I feel like it should still show all of them, but you kind of made a good point when we were talking about this before, like how mentions, was it Twitter mentions, right? Or Twitter engage, how like when celebrities use it, it kind of makes sense because you don't want to view all the people that talk to you. Yeah, you, you just don't want to see the normals. You want to avoid yeah, the normals so. as much as possible. So, but it doesn't let you choose. Can't no. like just filter. Uh, no, you, you literally get verified users and it does not show you any uh, normals unverified. It's a really niche app, but I kind of can see it. Well, if like, you really I wouldn't want... use it. Like, I think both of us probably would not use it. Maybe you use it on digital bounds, I guess, but even it then, seems like a celebrity type yeah, of app. Very celebrity, if you're very popular, if you're famous, and you get like a bunch of garbage thrown at you, you would use yeah. it. Um, other than that, it's just it. Twitter. Oh, well, okay. So Twitter also introduced the the longer videos on Vine and. Uh, oh, I it? saw. Um, what's their uh, streaming service? Uh, oh, Periscope. Yeah, Periscope. I saw they're like they're gonna put the button in Twitter now, right? That's what I heard. So you'd be able to record, I think, from the Twitter app. Yes. It still launches the Periscope app, so you have to have it installed. It's just uh, the okay. Periscope's buttons in the actual tweet compose area. Okay. So I wish it was kind of built in, but that, that makes sense then. If it was built in, it would become more like Facebook Live. Yeah. But and, it, I don't know. I, I think I prefer to have it built in because it just makes sense. Well, Facebook Live Periscope is built already in. integrates really nicely with Twitter, so. Yeah, but I think a built-in app makes it a little clunky because then, well, I guess if done yeah. right, they could do it. True, but now that I'm thinking about it more, they already can like view everything in the Twitter app. On top of that, you can um, you all you just can't do is send hearts and comment on a live video. All right. Well, I think even from the browser one. Oh no, no, yeah, you have to have, have to have the mobile app. So I don't know. That's, that's the only problem I see is like having the comment because then you kind of have like a an app within an app, but that's just semantics. Then, like Kyle said, yeah, you have to be popular to use the app, the Twitter engage, and Liam yeah, definitely wouldn't use it. <laughs> wow, <laughs> more trolling! You guys are just gonna troll me all day. The but it, a lot of Twitter now is just focusing on the celebrities in general. Yeah, that's true. I think that's where, I don't know, they, they have, need to have a better revenue model, honestly. Like, celebrities are what push Twitter in terms well, of Celebrities usage. and journalists. So anytime I see CNN or, like, um, any sort of, like, general traditional news, they all have the uh, Twitter handle. They go, this person, Twitter handle, this yeah. person, Twitter handle. So it's very, like, journal journos, celebrities, and then somewhat normal users that, or still power users. So, yeah, right. I don't know. I think that's uh, it with Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's Twitter's. I are, love it, hate it. That's well, right. today they had um, on the C-SPAN. The they're doing the Democrats, Republicans. They're they're like arguing about gun control and stuff. Um, the Democrat or the Republicans cut off the actual like video stream from the House floor on C-SPAN. Mm-hmm. So C-SPAN reverted to using periscopes. Wow. Okay, that's. Are they even allowed to do that? I, I guess it's it's public public access. That's pretty cool. So like, what one of the one of the members started recording? Yeah, one the of the streamers? house the house members started just streaming, and it was um, it was just a vertical video. You saw it, and you were like, "What the heck?" How many viewers? I wonder got on it. Because like, who um, watches C-SPAN? No one watches C-SPAN. I feel like some people do. Yeah, the boring ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I All turn it off sometimes and then I like switch uh, after 10 seconds. So. so when I had cable, I would just go C-SPAN, oh, boring, next one, <laughs> next, next. 
Exactly. One of those things I was like, no, it's C-SPAN. Like out of any government-related media thing, that's probably the most boring one. But that's just my opinion on it. All of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's just crawling us in Slack today. So I want to hear your thoughts on WWDC. So dub dub. All right. First thing. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm not. I'm kind of like well rounded in terms of tech. I do use Android, and I have a MacBook. We, but I'm we not, know you're a, you're a fanboy. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm not. I'm definitely not an Apple fanboy. But my, what, right, first thing with Apple, let, like I couldn't watch it because I had to open Safari. Also, I didn't have time to watch it. But even for like the small bit that I could have, I would have to open Safari and, and have to watch it on there. That makes no sense to me. Well, they want you in their ecosystem. They want you to use QuickTime. No, they want you no, to no, use but they, Safari and everything. They can get people in their ecosystem. Like what? What's the model between like me not letting let not letting me watch WWDC unless because, I'm unless I'm on an Apple device on an Apple browser? That doesn't make sense. Don't you want as many people watching your stream as possible? I guess that is true. Get the most people on there and then get them excited to start developing for Apple. But you can't develop Apple products on any other product. Like you have to use a MacBook. Oh, like what if someone's like watching at work or something? I don't know. They I hopefully just, have a MacBook. <laughs> it just I don't know. It doesn't make sense. That was my main annoyance with it. So I didn't watch it. Um, but you you uh, you watched the live stream. One second. <laughs> Leanne's getting laid in right now. The baby across the floor. She decided to. Is she uh, going to be the surprise guest? Yeah, she's the surprise guest. She's going to tell us all about iPhones and how she right, loves cool. to touch TV screens too. <laughs> so, what was the question? Well, did you watch uh, the live stream of it? Um, yeah, I was watching it, but I was also watching like uh, live blogs and kind of writing yeah. articles. So my attention really wasn't on the live stream too much. It was like screenshot, screenshot. Next, next. Try yeah. to keep going. But I mean, I heard it was, it was good. Um, it was I just didn't decent. Have a chance to to catch it live. Like, I posted on the site like the ten minute recap of it, and that was like the best thing ever because that was an hour and a half uh, video or live stream. The keynote was an hour and a half. It was almost an hour and a half, maybe oh. a little longer, but that was very. It was. It's one of those things like. They give you all these statistics, and then they like announce a product, announce a product, statistics, announce a product, say how great they're doing, and like their one more thing was some like video that was just an ad. For what the? Uh, I don't even remember. I think it was for like Watch OS now or uh, Apple Watch or like inclusion or something. Uh, so if we want to start from what they like actually talked about, we can like go from like they didn't announce any hardware to uh, iOS ten. Yeah. To like Watch OS and then Mac OS, so we can start with Watch OS three because that looks interesting. I honestly don't know much about it, so okay. So let I, me. I know you. they were focusing on apps this time for the watch. That's pretty much all I know about. So let me let me start from the top. The watch OS has always been a piece of shit. It was just <laughs> garbage. Like it was it was not usable. Usable. The apps took way too long to load. And then there was like three input models. You had like the digital crown, the um, the swipe, and then you also had like uh, another button or something. And it was very hard to use. So now the digital crown is like the dock that like opens like an app drawer to show you what current apps you have open. So like clicking it toggles an app drawer. Yes. So it's kind of like um, tabs okay. on Mac OS. That makes sense. Yeah. It's nice. The apps are instantly loaded, so they're running in the background and refreshing in the background. So when you open, so are the apps loaded on the phone or on the watch? They're still loaded on the watch. The information comes from the phone, though. Okay. So I mean, before I think the the app itself was on the phone, and that's why it took so long to launch. Well, the app was still on the watch, but all the information was being refreshed constantly. So when you launched it from the watch. It loaded the app, it loaded the data from the phone, and then that data actually had to be updated and then pushed to the watch. So that was the big issue. Okay, but they improved performance a lot. Oh, it, they actually showed on stage, like, this is how shitty our old watch was, and now our watch does this, and it was a huge difference. Okay. Like, it was really exciting. 
Um, the other part of it is now your watch kind of like operates as a token to unlock your MacBook. If you're wearing a watch, your MacBook. Okay, that's actually really on. cool. I like that. Yeah. Doesn't Google do, do something like that though? Um. Well, so it does it with your phone with Android Wear. If it's, I think if yeah, if if you have your watch paired with your phone, um, you don't have to unlock it. Like the screen just stays unlocked. But if you walk away from it, where the connection just disconnects, then it'll lock the the phone. Now so I'm not sure. It does. I don't. I don't know anything about the desktop though. Hmm. So there's I, probably a way to do it, but nothing that Google does. I think officially. Maybe with Chrome or Chrome OS. Maybe yeah, with, something. Probably with Chromebooks, maybe, but I'm not sure. So I want to quickly, I want to like go off topic completely. I uninstalled Chrome. Okay, <laughs> I updated you on that. I installed yeah. Firefox. I threw Firefox away. Okay, I heard your switch to Opera. Yes. You, how long did that last? <laughs> I'm still using it. It's You're so much it? faster. All right. So Firefox was slow. Like I mean, it was so slow. It was great on battery, but super super slow. When you saw like loading pages and stuff. Loading pages, switching pages, and even like uh, adding extensions and everything. Everything was just slow. It felt oh. clunky. Okay. And um, I kind of did look around. I was like, Opera kind of looks interesting. And there's uh, extensions in there for Adblock. And I can get Dashlane in there. So that was my big concern. Mm -hmm. I installed Opera. It's super fast. I did not know it was WebKit based. So I can install Chrome extensions. Well, it, Chrome actually isn't WebKit based anymore. It's whatever it's on, right? Yeah, they forked oh, it. So, oh, so Opera. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that now. So Opera switched over to like Chrome's, uh, to like Chromium, I guess. Yeah. And so now you can use pretty much Chrome extensions on there. Which but is so kind of like, nice. The battery life and the memory is better on it. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised. It's much much better because Vivaldi, uh, which is like a new browser. Um, they they also use Chromium and it's pretty much the same issues with Chrome, so I'm surprised Opera doesn't have it. Opera. So th what prompted all of this for me was the uh, Microsoft like test where they like ran a video on a browser and whichever one lasted the longest was like the best battery life. Yeah. Uh, Chrome crashed at like four hours on a Surface Book. Um, then it was like Firefox at five hours. Opera went for like six hours and 34 minutes. And then Microsoft Edge, of course, it's optimized <laughs> for Windows 10, went for like eight hours almost. So Opera is definitely like the middle ground, which is nice. I like how like uh, one of the articles you wrote was how it's like Chrome's battery life still sucks on Windows, which I don't think a lot of people realize. Like I, I didn't know about that because I thought it was just bad on Apple. That was what I thought. Like my MacBook Air, Chrome will like drain my battery in like five hours, no problem. Yeah, like my MacBook's four years old, but still, it uh, when I use Chrome, it's like it's supposed to be eight, eight hours. It goes to four hours. So it's really annoying because all I do, everything is in the browser. Like very well, rarely, open all the time. Yeah, yeah, very rarely do I open like Audition or Premiere or even Photoshop. So it's one of those things that I'm like. I'm always in the browser. I need something that's better battery life. It doesn't like yeah. If like Photoshop's really bad at it, you don't have it open all day, so that's that's fine. Yeah, I only have it open maybe an hour at most because I'm creating a quick graphic. Um, so back to WWDC, uh, iOS 10. Thoughts, opinions, comments. Um, all right. One thing that Android needs is to be able to uninstall default apps. I'm sure, like when they announced that, the crowd probably went wild, right? Yeah. Well, they they didn't specifically announce it. It was a third party developer that like installed the developer version, and then also oh, it, was, it wasn't announced at all. It. Oh, okay. Nope. They should have. <laughs> oh, they should have. Like, makes sense if they, because like, oh, you know, you can un uninstall our apps now. It's probably not the best thing for them to say, but. Well, they kind of said something where they were like, oh, all our apps are available in the App Store. And I was like, why would you need that available in the App Store? Well, Google does that. Yeah, but because you can uninstall some Google services. Uh, right. Not the default ones. Or at least, yeah, to my knowledge, because like they put the default apps, like the camera, they put it in the Play Store. But it's not like you can uninstall the camera. 
Well, that, they did that because like your OnePlus has a default camera app, and then you can install the Google camera app. Right, but like for any default apps that you put on an Android phone, even on a Nexus device, like you'll have a set of Google apps that are on there, and, and then you, you cannot can you cannot uninstall them. You can disable them, but they'll still take up memory on your phone. So, well, disabling them is like almost the same, but it's still that, not. In- that's what the Apple ones do. They're they're supposedly not uninstalled completely. The resources are still stored on the phone, so Please. they're not completely gone. It's just disabled. Oh, if that's the case, then it's the same thing that Android's doing. Yeah, but you can just hide your apps now. Well, yeah, okay. So, yeah, it's a pretty big deal on iOS then. Because I, I don't want to stock People have like, their like, crappy Apple apps folder <laughs> or like I apps I don't use. Everybody has one of those because I even have a – I use a toilet emoji for that one. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter one day like post their home screen and they used all these emojis for descriptions and I was like, oh my god, I have oh, that to makes do sense. that. It's pretty cool. It's like, like the best that. thing ever. I like that idea. Um, the other thing is um, Apple Music's updated. Wait, so <laughs> anything else? What's, what was new with iOS 10 though? Kind of curious. Um, let me see. I got to load up the page real quick because I honestly don't remember. Like it was just, you just do all this like at the top of your head. Uh, everything's just off the top of my head. Like, so I know, um, like Apple Music was included in like the description and updates and stuff. So, like Apple is Music like, is. Oh, you know the big thing is messages. I'm talking about like iMessage. Yeah, they updated iMessage like and changed a bunch of things. I know you can install uh, apps for iMessage now, right? So from the top, iMessage is now like its own messaging platform with apps installable. You can send money via Square. You can message people via stickers. You can do all of these crazy things via iMessage. Like you can say things loudly via resize the text and everything. So it's definitely a huge change from what uh, iMessage was. Oh, so similar to, I guess, did Google announce that beforehand with like, uh, I think it was Allo? Duo and Allo, screen yeah. and shout. Yes. Okay. So WeChat does all of those features, and they're like. Oh, so WeChat had that first, then. WeChat's the big one. Okay. Because WeChat's in what? India, China. It sounds like an Indian app. I'm not sure. <laughs> I know it sounds bad, but they're gonna like somebody's <laughs> gonna tweet us and like tell us like the right country, and it's gonna be like Germany. Oh, that'd be so, weird. That would be really weird, but um. Like those apps are like more popular in those countries, and yeah, I know like Lines popular in Korea, I think. Yeah, so it's all of those weird apps that um are not popular here because iMessage and Facebook Messenger are like the go-to like messaging clients. Well, like my friends and I actually have used Line for for quite a bit, um, just because like had stickers and like it was better for group messaging. Um, but now we're just using Discord, which is like it's more for gamers. But it's basically yet another messaging app. What is it called? Uh, Discord. I've never heard of it. Discord. Yeah, and it's actually like it's really similar to Slack. I'm like I'm pretty sure both like Slack and Discord just take ideas off each other because that's just how similar they are. So I'll put that in the show notes because that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And apparently, like if you do, if you're a gamer and you do like Twitch streams. You can you can use that as like your game chat or something like that. I don't know. It has like some integrations for gamers. I, I'm seeing it right now. Like it's like for Windows, and it's it's like it's time to ditch Skype and Teamspeak, which Teamspeak's like old old school. Yeah, looks interesting. Like they have partners. Like it looks really nice. Like, oh, I'm like kind yeah, of surprised. It's, it's legit like a nice app. But is it an iOS or Android app? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's cross platform. Like so I see a like, bunch of gamers using it. Wow. Yeah, but it's basic. It's basically like Slack. Um, I don't know. It's just it's so similar to Slack. Well, I, Slack is like my go-to messaging for anything now. Like, I've even like contemplated using it for the family. Like that makes sense. You can make a team for for personal use. So. Yeah, like it's free. You can have like as many people as you want. 
you can integrate bots so you can make like grocery lists. You can do all these like oh, so, things. So what's interesting, I found that like, because iMessage is, is pretty similar. Like Apple did something similar to iMessage as what Facebook did to Facebook Messenger, where they're turning it into a platform. But they didn't announce a bot platform at all for it. Well, they're not really going bots. They're going like Siri integration, which is kind of different than everything. But like, so would you be able to do the same sort of thing though? No, because like they're they're kind of taking iMessage in terms of like, because like on Messenger you can order pizza, but I don't think iMessage you can, you'd be able to do that. You can do that with Messenger, but you like go through the Domino's app. It's all about apps. It's not about bots. Right, right. Because Apple's been about bots since I mean, sorry, Apple's been apps, about yeah. apps since the dawn of time. Now that makes sense. Okay. So they're just kind of going that route. Um, the the part that I said about Siri, Siri is now um, open to third-party developers. Oh, wow. OK. So it's going to be a lot more like Amazon Alexa minus. Um, oh, so like services can plug in, and then you'd be able to ask Siri for like stuff from different services then? Yeah, so you, like, you could ask Siri, hey, Siri, play my Spotify playlist for running, and it'd play it. Oh, OK. Except the um, voice commands are very limited. They're like uh, preset. Like, there's only like ten voice commands you can actually like use. For oh, like to integrate with. Yeah. So there's not like the ability to like start your own voice commands and then like Siri like learns them. Like Amazon, mm -hmm. uh, Alexa, like you can teach Alexa new voice commands. No, like, it would have been way better if they announced it to to have like way more voice commands that they could use. But it's, I guess it's a start, so it's not bad. Well, it's a late start. Like Alexa's starting to get integrated into like other speakers, into your car, into your phone. It's like yeah. it's your home hub. Like you can turn off your lights, you can turn off your Nest, or tell it to set to a different temperature. Can you do that with Siri now? Siri like doesn't work with Nest, doesn't work with a bunch of lights, doesn't work with a bunch of HomeKit stuff, which is a big problem. But so, what did Apple announce for home automation though? Or are so, they still waiting? They're, they announced that now it's going to be an app on your phone, and there's more support for devices. On top of that, um, Siri can control your home, and HomeKit's built in control center. But the problem with HomeKit is a lot of that stuff still requires hardware changes. Like you just can't push a software update to support uh, okay. HomeKit. So a lot of devices just still don't have like that chip that requires it, I guess. I don't I don't know what it is exactly, but I know like Nest does not support HomeKit. Like you Nest works mm. with like millions of products and like you can work with Wink, you can work with um other like home hubs and with uh HomeKit it just doesn't work. Partly probably because it's Google service, but who knows. Well they bought it, but they've let so, it operate on its own, which is kind so of So is that like an issue on the manufacturers or on Apple's and uh it's it's a little bit of both. Like manufacturers have to add the support in, but they don't want to because it's an extra like hardware addition. I don't know if it's a well, like if Apple thing. wanted to, they could add they could make it work for, yeah. for like the Nest and all of these devices. Yeah, so I use um the Wink home like like hub and like you can integrate Nest, you can integrate all these like different standards, like Zigbee standards and everything. So you can have devices that are like different manufacturers working on one platform. So it's just the way how they communicate with the hubs. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but I know HomeKit does not work with certain products still, which is I, annoying. I think like what Apple needs to do is definitely have Siri. I'll be able to control like many many different devices and, and apps for it to be successful. I think. Yeah, Siri needs to be able to control like, your smart home and be able to like set a timer and have context and do everything. So, I mean, like obviously, I don't use Siri at all because I don't have an iPhone. Which I also heard that Siri is coming to Mac OS, but it just still doesn't seem like Siri's really. It doesn't seem like Apple's pushing Siri that as like as as far as like different like. As far as Alexa or Google Voice, I guess, or uh, or Google Now, but I feel like they're not pushing it as hard as other competitors. Yeah, so we'll take a little break real quick, uh, do some ads and money, and uh, we'll be right back.
So we'll talk about Siri and Mac OS when we come back, guys. This is going to be so much editing. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back from uh, the short ad break. We we got some refreshments and we're ready to talk about a series of more Mac OS, which used to be named OS X. Uh, how, how do you feel that's about that? You know why they renamed it, right? People well, keep saying OS X. It's OS 10. <laughs> I don't I don't. It might have been one of the reasons, but they they switched from being um, iPhone, iWatch, and like all these iDevices to mm-hmm. being Apple Watch, Apple MacBook, Apple this, everything. So now it's Watch uh, Watch OS, uh, well, Phone OS, TV OS, um, and then Mac OS. So they kind of consolidated all the names together, which is I think it's a pretty big deal because like. Even just just looking from like the Mac side, because um, I I liked it when it was just like Mac OS ten because it was like it's a Mac OS and like that's the version number. Mm-hmm. But then they just renamed it to like oh it's just OS ten, and it's yeah. like it's like you're not the only people making an operating system. No but, no 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 hold on Apple is the only person <laughs> making phones, only person making MacBooks, only person doing anything. Okay, you have to remember that. Yeah, we do revolve around it. Yeah, no, but. Well, I think yeah, it's it's a good change though. I, I like I like it just being macOS. It just makes more sense. Well, when the rumors came out, I just kind of shifted to saying macOS instead of OS X. Yeah, I think I've done the same. Or maybe I always said macOS. I don't know. I feel like I said macOS a lot because it's just the MacBook, the Mac. <laughs> and then um, let's see, um, the news app was updated. It looks a lot nicer. It looks more like a newspaper, which is cool. So what um, is it the the news app? Apple News. Who cares? I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can do subscriptions now. There's breaking news updates, things that should have been added in at the beginning. Yeah. So is it basically like an RSS reader? Is it Feedly essentially? Um, more or less. It's um, because you're not doing RSS, you you have to like actually go in and, and it's kind of like, like yeah, yeah, instant yeah. articles. You have to like actually put your code in and and it's do like it. Google Play Newsstand or exactly yeah. just like that. Um, let's see, Photos was updated. It has a facial recognition, recognition, recognition. There we go. Location data, and you can sort your libraries based on like trips, uh, location, um, time, dates, a bunch of things. And so that's then useful. Yeah. It's useful. It's it's all just sounding a lot like Google Photos, though. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because, like, I think from the start, Google Photos has had that, and it's yeah. like it's pretty useful. Like, especially being able to search, like, oh, you know, my my brother's name or like someone in your family member, and it just comes up. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like. <laughs> That's why I've always used Google Photos on my iPhone because not only it syncs to my Android devices, but it also like sorts all these things, create GIFs, do do all these amazing things. That it does like all the stuff you don't want to do manually. Exactly. And now Apple's going to do it. Too. Like I've always wanted to be like, oh, I'm going to have it, you know, sorted by like sorted by years or, you know, do it by like trips or something. It's like, no, no one has time to do that. So just being able to upload all of them and have it sorted automatically is nice. Yeah, it, it just makes managing your phone easier. Um, the other part was um, Maps has become its own platform too. So like, there's apps and everything in there. So it's a lot more like um, it's a lot more open. In general, everything they opened up. 
Okay. So that's, uh, that's good. Yeah, it's good. It's okay. Like now you can like reserve a table through maps uh, via open table. It's like that. I know like one issue I've had people say is how do like apps don't can't because you're not no longer opening an app anymore. Now you're opening like Apple maps and then you're reserving a table on there. No one cares about open table in that point. So yeah, but, like for users, it's, it's amazing because no one cares about the app you use to reserve a table at a restaurant. No. And open table doesn't care if you know who they are. They just care that they're getting commission on that that table yeah but i guess like the point is you're not opening their app specifically they're yeah, just they're just a service there's just an integration and that's like the SaaS companies now a lot of these companies have shifted from being apps to software as services yeah. again i think it's i think it's good that's just one issue i think people have raised about it and well, it's like for app developers that might be something to consider yeah, but it's like this whole issue of users don't download apps. They download Facebook. They download Messenger. They download Twitter. They download this and that. And then after that, they don't download apps more than maybe once a year. Yeah, so That's the big issue. So now a lot of these companies are going, oh, man, I can't get the users to download my app. I'm going to shift to being an online service that plugs into messages, that plugs into Google Maps, plugs into I- iMaps or what is it, Apple Maps. Yeah. So it is kind of interesting to see that shift from apps to software service. I think it's a Uh, good shift, but it can be bad. But yeah. Why can't it be bad? Like from a monetization standpoint, I guess. I don't know. Uh, That is the other issue that I've had with um, all these new software services. Um, A lot of stuff now is a subscription based. So I'm getting like nickeled and dimed to death. Yeah, a lot of stuff that should not be subscriptions become subscriptions from there. Yeah, like um, I've been testing it on DB. Like we're we're doing all that stuff, and we're doing the subscription, which is like ninety nine cents a month. You get an ad free thing, but I like do customers really want to spend ninety nine cents every month on like ten different apps or services? Exactly. Yeah. So sometimes just paying once for an app is better. Um, and also, like, didn't Apple announce something with subscriptions for apps? Yeah, so the new updated subscriptions is instead of taking 30%, if you can keep that customer for a whole year, that first year they only take 30%. The second year they take 15 and 15 the, each following year. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's kind of a good because now everyone calls it the Apple tax and there's all these problems with it, and they're really pushing people to subscriptions. So like TweetBot, instead of paying 10, 12 bucks every year, they update the app. You just pay 10 bucks a year and you get an app update every so often. I feel like, but they still take 30%. So it's not a solution to the Apple tax. But it's a small solution if you like keep it customer more than a year. It's yeah, a advantage. Advantage, but just wait to Google. Google's going to go, oh no guys, we'll do it right away. Just, just we'll change everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, while WWDC was going on, uh, E3 was also going on. Yeah. Um, the biggest announcement really was um, Project Scorpio and the Xbox One S from Microsoft. So the One S is like, it's slimmer, it's it's redesigned. Yeah. And that's pretty much it, right? So my theory on Microsoft and all these companies, they go, we're going to make a really cool device. Let's make it really shitty the first year. And really great the second year. They're like, let's fuck customers over and make them buy a shitty device the first year. I mean, like, to be fair, that's like version one of any product, I guess. But at the same time, version one should be like, should be better. Because like the Apple Watch was terrible, the first version of it. Yeah, but the software fixed it. The problems with the Xbox One are like, it cannot stand up. It's huge. The fans are like, always running um you have to like install an app to play uh blu-ray videos um there's just so many problems a power brick is the size of the xbox almost (laughs) yeah that's true so the problems that are fixed now on the xbox one s is it can stand vertically or lay flat um there's support for 4k blu-ray videos and 4k video uh, video games the power brick is completely gone it's just a plug accord into it if you want to use the connect um 
you want to use a Kinect uh, camera, you actually have to buy an extension like cord and plug it in via USB now. So Kinect is dead. I guess. Well, how much is that extension cord? <laughs> I, I think it's like free if you already own a Kinect. Yeah, but if if you want, so you'd have to buy the Kinect separately now, right? Yeah, so Which the you Kinect's, could always, but but how much well, is it? Like a hundred? So the Kinect's a hundred. I I've been looking for a Kinect personally because I really want to command my Xbox to turn off and on all the time. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and I've seen it like used and refurbished on Amazon for like sixty nine bucks, which is great. It's pretty good. But at the same time, I'm like, do I really want a camera that? All I use it for is to like tell my Xbox to turn off and on. No, you gotta play those Kinect games. Which Kinect <laughs> games are there? Like literally. I don't know. <laughs> like Probably just like, dance? Yeah. Get Go. get your workout in. <laughs> I'm just gonna dance you're gonna you're just gonna see me dancing in the living room like ah dance yeah. Dance it to Justin Bieber. <laughs> I can see I mean, that. Katie Perry. Katie I'm more of a Katy Perry fan. <laughs> okay. So the other announcement from Microsoft was the Project Scorpio. That's their VR headset, right? Um, it's their VR-capable Xbox One. Oh, okay, right, right. Because they're going to wait a couple years now, right? Well, it's just one year, really. So PS4 has the Project or PlayStation uh, VR that's coming out this yeah. October, and all these games are announced. Xbox is going to wait a whole year to announce a, a VR headset, really. It feels like... We've talked about this outside the podcast, but it seems like they're going to take way too long. Well, so well, you're, you're saying that they're going to take too long and that's going to be the downfall of the Xbox. I yes. think I think they're kind of taking the Apple route to it where they're waiting for VR to mature before doing it themselves. But Apple comes into a market that's messed up and that's um, kind of uh, fragmented and they go look at this tablet. Microsoft's been doing tablets for 10 years. This tablet has multi-touch. This tablet has capacitive touch. This tablet has apps. This tablet has great battery life. All these great features that nobody thought of. I believe Microsoft's going to come in with a product that's like, oh, look, we can do this. We do this same thing as the, the Oculus. They do this and this and this and this. They're not innovating, I believe. But it's not like VR... VR at this point is like, first of all, the price I think is too much right now. I think the cheapest you, you can you get is like, you don't have a thousand dollars laying around. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, so the the price is part of it, and then I don't know. I feel like there's they're still kind of figuring out some of the issues for it. The games, the games, like at this E3, I think right right now is when I'm like, oh, I might actually start playing v, VR games. Like, it actually looks something like I would actually play. Yeah, like, all the VR games and, like, the things that I've tried in VR are very, like, rudimentary. They're, They're not, just, like, demos, basically. Yeah. And up to, like, right now, now we're, it's still not there yet, but we're getting, like, I think we're getting, like, a Star Trek game. We're getting, like, Assassin's Creed, which I don't know how that's going to play out, but... Because there's a lot of jumping, like I said. We're getting, like, actual games now. It's still a little bit demo-y, but we're getting actual games, which is what matters. Yeah. And I think a lot of the games that have really succeeded in VR so far are like space games where you can just sit there and kind of like float around and and do these cool, crazy things. Cause space is like, it's like that go-to platform for VR. And then like, I think uh, like FPS games work too, especially like the PlayStation uh, Move, like that Battle, controller that you have. Battlefield, I mean, sorry, Battlefield. Uh, Battlefront Star Wars game is a kind of like an F- FPS. Yeah. It's coming to VR, and I think that's going to oh, be wow. thing ever. Because the Move controller, you can pretend to have a lightsaber. and, and you yeah, can like stuff like that would that's make great. sense. Yeah. But I, I probably believe, racing games, too. Really? Well, you know, you're right. If you had like... um, It'd have to be like... Well, better if it's a steering wheel, I guess, or like two PlayStation Move controller type things. I don't know. I don't know. I I remember coming up in middle school and high school and um, having like classes where you had a a steering wheel. And that was like the best thing ever because you could play a video game and have the steering wheel and have the pedals. I think that's going to come back with VR. We're going to like see that stuff. Um, it was like technology classes. Did you not have this? I, I did not play racing car games <laughs> in like my school. Yeah, we had them in like 
uh, like basic like media classes and like technology and like uh, these classes cool. had like CAD and like flight simulators with oh, like actual okay. joysticks and like racing games like that. They're just teaching you about technology and oh, how so, okay, you can yeah. use it. Okay, because I've had like classes with like CAD and stuff, but we didn't do it wasn't with technology. That's a, that's really cool that they're doing that there. Yeah, my, my school district was kind of innovative somewhat. <laughs> so that that's really cool. But my point of view is the Xbox is already struggling. Um, gamers are already like saying, look, I'm going to go to PS4 and play um, exclusive games over there more often. And like even Call of Duty saying like, hey, guys, we're switching from the Xbox One as our exclusive platform to the PlayStation platform because blah, 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 blah. But more and more and more companies are doing that. And gaming is like starting to shift from the Xbox to the PlayStation for better or worse. Yeah, I feel like the PlayStation is more popular, it seems. I don't know by numbers if it is. So the PlayStation by numbers sold PlayStation 4s outnumber like the Xbox One by like twofold almost, I believe. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so like, but at the same time, I mean, yeah. So uh, what do you think like Microsoft could do though at this point? Because I don't, I don't think VR is the answer. Like, I, I guess the Xbox One S or is that what it's called? The One S, yes. I, 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 I don't know if that's enough to to get people to buy it more. Well, um, I don't know. Um, you know, my thought about the Xbox is they need to have more exclusive games. They need to work on building um, the platform. Like all their like theories about the Xbox one being like an extension of your windows laptop yeah. is just finally being like, well, now you can play with like PC gamers. Yeah. Like, but th- they promised that at the start, like all these mm-hmm. things that they're, they're just delivering right now is everything they promised from the start. But I feel like once they get uh, cross platform with PlayStation, there'll be more reason to just stay on Xbox. So that could be one of those things. I suppose, but... You, well, because, like, like, I don't believe in... Like, exclusive games sell consoles, but in terms of, like, the gamers, there shouldn't be exclusive games. You should be able to just play the game, like, wherever you want. That's, that's just my thoughts on that. But that's just talking about, like, openness and everything. But, like, your Xbox has a big problem of, like... Wanting to do TV and then like if I don't I don't have a cable subscription. Who has a cable subscription these days and actually plugs their cable into their Xbox One? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Why did they do that? Like they should have like integrated better with Netflix and integrated better with like like over the top uh, content and not just worried about all these other things. Yeah, they should have an app where it just consolidates like all the online streaming. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that would have been really cool, but they didn't do that. So it's one of those things that Xbox really is like, they're over here, like on the left-hand side, and everybody else is like going to the right and going mm-hmm. towards like innovation and everything. And Xbox is like, we're going to have TV on our Xbox. <laughs> so, and then, so what did Apple do with Apple TV? So Apple TV, I thought was really cool. Apple TV, um, they like, they're becoming the cable subscription. So you can validate your your Comcast or your Time Warner Cable, in my case, subscription. And then you can access like um, the CBS app and the um, CW app and Hulu. And, and then you can like... So you still got to pay for cable though? Um, not really. Because if you pay for like cables, like 10 bucks a month, I think. I'm well, not sure. Cheap, I don't the cheapest more. like if you don't get everything. Yeah, but you get like CBS and all those. So right, you right. validate it. So you do all that and then... It, it's becoming your cable subscription and it's becoming the new set top box. So like, well, what's the point of that though? So it's still whatever channels you're paying for. You just access it through Apple TV. Is that the yeah, only thing? And you access it through the cable companies, like the CBS, the networks apps. You don't actually access it by okay. a channel. It's okay, like okay. by apps now, which okay, is, I, I think it's going to change how the industry works because we've been like talking about getting away from cable boxes because they're complete and other shit. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about getting towards like a open model where you can just go and get whatever thing you want and access it. It's going to be a different model in like the next five to six years. 
we need to have more like HBO goes and Netflixes. And we do, and, and, and I already hate it. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not wow. kidding. Like, okay, so I have Netflix, I have Hulu. Okay, so Netflix is what ten bucks a month now. Uh, I think they raised it. It's probably like thirty at this point. <laughs> okay, so Netflix you need to pay for bucks. that new logo. You need to pay the designer. <laughs> I'm not going to even get into that part. Okay. So Netflix is 10 bucks. Hulu's eight bucks. That's 18 right there. Amazon's, it breaks down to 10 bucks a month. That's 28 bucks a month. I have HBO go because I watch like Silicon Valley and Game of Thrones. That's another 10 bucks a month. That's what 38 right there. And then if I want to add like Showtime, or if I want to add any of these other services, it's, it's another 10 bucks. I know. <laughs> It's another 10 bucks a month. So it's one of those things that my cable subscription is just being broken apart. But that's still cheaper. Um, no. Is it not? I think Time Warner Cable offers like cable and internet for like 60 bucks a month. With all the channels? That like, oh, with, okay. with so, HBO? So like all together, I think it's 100 bucks a month. So I pay that's about the same. I mean like, yes, once you start adding it all up. Like ideally we would just have, we would just have like basically Hulu have access to more than what they offer right now. Yeah, but like Hulu's, shows. Hulu's talked about adding like a, a live TV thing now, and I'm I'm not having it. Like I'm already done with it. Well, like I would use Hulu if I could get, because like I, I don't know, because I watch. Um, I used to watch like shows like The Flash and The Arrow. I think those are on the CW. I think. And Leon walked away. <laughs> <laughs> what shows did you watch yeah <laughs> so I was, I was like recently i've been watching uh the flash and arrow on the cw and so i think are, are they offered a cw on hulu yes so cw is a big partner of hulu like all their stuff's next day okay like cw fox is a huge huge like proponent of it because they, they but then you still have to wait you wait a week or a day no, a after day. a day, day. Like some shows like The Bachelorette that like they want to push you to watch live, oh. they like stream a week later. But for the most part, everything's the next day. So I think I mean I'm sure there's like a channel or or like some show that is not on Hulu, and that's the problem. So like HBO, for example, you have to go to HBO and pay eight dollars a month or whatever it is. So I think that's that's the issue. Is just too many too many like channels or networks that don't want to be part of. A different service. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Hulu's tried to, Hulu has an addition to add Showtime. They've talked about adding HBO. Like, if you could just add them all into, like, your Hulu subscription, that's great. Yeah. Well, that, so, that would be ideal. Just like, but then it, it doesn't have to be Hulu either. It could be a different service that just pops up out of nowhere. But yeah, but then it becomes a cable subscription. So it's kind of, there's no winning here. You're either going <laughs> to pay, like, a gazillion dollars across like 10 different services, or you're going to pay like gazillion dollars to one company like time Warner or Comcast. Oh, like, but music streaming though, it's not like you only still only pay $10. But music's a different medium. Yeah. But like t- ideally TV should be like that. I'm not saying that it's, it's, it would be really hard for it to be like that because networks are so stingy about it. Yeah. Like, they like their money, but Ideally, it should be like music streaming. And even then, music streaming is not perfect because there's still some like albums and stuff missing. So all in all, the internet is fucked. We're not going to have TV. We're not going to have music. It's just screw entertainment. (laughs) We're just going to all watch livecoding.tv all the time. People (laughs) coding websites. So hey. <laughs> I think that's all we have for this week. I think we went, what, 43, 45 minutes or something. Okay. Is that the usual? I don't even. Um, I do about 30 minutes. So it's oh, wow. not. So we're a little bit well, 30 minutes because like Sunny, I mean, Ramon and I have a bunch of different issues. Oh, no. Actually, we went almost an hour. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, okay. So there's actually one last thing that I just remembered. Okay. Um, so I, I message I message on Android. Uh, I, don't <laughs> so mad. And so, like all opinions aside on iMessage, it should be on Android. However, 
I hated how it's like it's such a business move for Apple not to put on Android, so people keep buying iPhones. Yeah, so this is this is what I think. Apple right now is leaning on their hardware, so they're like, our hardware is beautiful. It's high quality. It costs a little more because it's the best you can get. These services that are layered on top of the hardware make Apple the best at what they do. So iMessage, iCloud, all that makes the iPhone work perfectly. And if you stay within their ecosystem, it's great. But but Apple Music works in Android. But that's that's a different thing. You're staying within their ecosystem because sometimes you might use a tablet to do something or you might use something else to do something. But like, so how's that different from iMessage though? Let me let me get to it. Okay. So so Apple right now is saying that we're a hardware company with services on top of our hardware. When Apple realizes they're a software, I mean they're a services company like with iCloud and and uh, Apple Music and Apple News and all that, they'll realize that they they need to open up iMessage to everybody. It's like the BBM BlackBerry Messenger was something that made BlackBerry so great. Right. Right. So now iMessage makes iPhones so great. If you're an iPhone user, iMessage is the reason you stay on iPhone. It's just it's, but that's that's just a business decision. Yeah, but but if you if you take iMessage away, I would have switched automatically to, to right. So that's Android. what I'm saying. iMessage from from the perspective of just being able to talk to people, iMessage should have come to Android. Yes, it should. But, but but would Apple lose money? Sure, unless they somehow get like the iMessage App Store on there or something like that. But on top of that, though, like Google is a software company; they don't make hardware per right, se. Right, and like I understand, that, Apple's a hardware company. Yeah, so that's the difference. Apple's a hardware company with software layered on top of their hardware. So, like, if they didn't put Apple Music on Android, if they didn't. I don't know what other services do they have on there. That's, that, that's, that's it, right? If they didn't do that, then I'd be like, okay, all Apple services are on Apple devices. I don't care. Apple Music. They, I think the only reason they did that because they know some people like. Well, maybe because they can make money off it. Yeah, like it, it's something that's just extra. I just it, it annoys me though. <laughs> it really does annoy me because I would have switched to my Nexus Six P or even my like my One Plus. I think I have a One Plus. Yeah, and a lot of people like feel that way. Like some people who are who love their Apple devices or their Kyle. iPhone, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> they're like they use iMessage and that's fine because they also still love. Like even if iMessage was on Android, they'd still stay with the iPhone. But a lot of people are also like, if it was on Android, people would switch. That's yeah, like literally, that's like the BBM. They, they that's the only reason they use iPhone. Yes, that's the only reason I use iPhone is find my friends because Katie likes to see where I am, and then like I have other friends that like to see where I am. They like to just do that. Um, and well, then also it's a really scary thought for I think for Apple. Yeah, because if you open it up to Android, you have all these users that switch between Apple and Android. Maybe maybe I'm just a power user, but sometimes I do just switch to Android to use it, and then I don't have any of my messages, and it makes me really like. I guess antsy, almost just, I, I don't know what to do. I just don't have access to it. So. Yeah. I would love like a WeChat or a WhatsApp or like even Facebook Messenger to become more popular and be able to message through that. Right. But it's not that good. Like I don't get all my messages. I don't get notifications all the time. So it's one of those problems. All in all, messaging sucks. Yes, it, it sucks, but the uh, solution to all of this is if um, all the carriers and all these uh, companies get they on improve the new, SMS. Right? No, they, they, they do have, they have, it's like a new platform for yeah. SMS. If they adopt that new platform, so T-Mobile has, AT&T has, Apple and Google both have said they're going to support it on their new client. And that gives you instant messaging, that gives you like all these cool things that Facebook Messenger has. So if they do that, hopefully. It will fix it. It, SMS was like our greatest thing ever in the beginning. And then Facebook Messenger came along and changed everything. And then WeChat changed everything. And now iMessage is going to change everything. And hopefully this new platform, I think it's MMM, it's like... It's AM, it's something, it's like MMS, like that. It's the multimedia messages. It's like MMS version two, basically. Yeah, and it's going to change it, hopefully. Yeah. 
but I don't know when, when that's coming. So, so, um, I don't know if it's going to come anytime soon. So, um, I think overall, that's, overall, okay. like WWDC, I think went pretty well. Like there's, I don't know. It, it was more focused this time. I felt like Apple's kind of knowing what they're doing. So, uh, I, Tim Cook has a different vision than Steve Jobs had. That's the biggest yeah, for issue. Sure. For sure. And overall, WWDC was slightly boring, but it was all software based. And again, like, I would have yeah. loved to have watched it if I didn't have to open Safari. But <laughs> it's not even like the effort that goes into opening it is just I should be able to watch it. But Apple, if you're listening to this. Let me, let me let me watch your your keynotes. That's that's all I got. Bro. Do you use Chrome full time then? Yeah, I still use Chrome. Like I'm not ignoring the fact that it is a battery hog. I just like I use it for the three four hours that it lasts, and then I just plug in. So to me, it's not a huge annoyance, even though I do carry my laptop around. But I just bring a charger. Um, to me, you know, like. It's more of an annoyance having like because I did try Vivaldi for like about a week or two. Vival, man, I cannot talk. <laughs> Vivaldi is still the same like platform that Chrome's built on. Right. So like, if I have access to my extensions, it's fine. So I might try Opera maybe, but it's also just like all my stuff is on Chrome and it's all synced with Google. So see, I, I, I moved away from syncing with Google because like. I just I don't need my tabs on my my mobile phone. Accessing my tabs on my mobile phone is kind of hard, and all this different like issues. So yeah, I don't use it. It's just there. I don't know. Uh, I guess I I disabled like um, spell check because I use Grammarly and I use Dashline for my password manager. And did I say Dashline? It's Dashline. <laughs> Dashline. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, use it too. So like I disabled like sync across all my devices and all this other stuff. I'm thinking about downloading Opera on my iPhone mm-hmm. if it's available. I don't know if it's available for Chrome. It will still, still use like the Safari rendering engine, but but it still syncs like tabs and stuff. Right, right. <laughs> and preferences know. and stuff. So I'll try out different browsers, but I feel like I'll just always end up going to Chrome for like small reasons. Yeah, but I like feel other like other browsers like Firefox, like they can lag at times. Just simple stuff like moving buttons out of like into a new window or something like that. Oh um, yeah, like Firefox lagged when I even like tried to open up more than like five tabs. Yeah, so I don't know. Opera's the, the best medium I've found so far, and it's only been like three or four days since I started doing my like main searches. No, how come you don't use have you tried Safari or well, you tried Edge, right? So I'm using my my Dell XPS. Edge does not have Dashlane or a Grammarly uh, support, so that's the big issue. Um, Chrome is a huge battery hog. I only get like three hours battery out of it, and then um, Firefox is too laggy for me. Opera has been the best the best thing. Like WebKit just works. And then what about Safari? I don't want to put Safari on my Windows laptop. Oh, on Windows. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, my MacBook Air, I use Safari. No problem. Like, that's yeah. what I use. But not here. Like, I wish Edge was a little more powerful with extensions and everything, and Microsoft mm-hmm. didn't, like, like shoot a knee when they, like, released it. Because Safari is pretty powerful. I don't know about that. Like, they lag. Because, like, just from a web development standpoint, they lag with technology quite a bit. They're changing that, but there's still a lot of stuff that's not available. It's just, there's no perfect medium, whether it's Safari, it's a browser or it's entertainment or it's an iPhone or an Android. There is no medium, like (laughs) medium ground. It's just, it all sucks. Like you have to like patch your own systems together. Now you could stay in one ecosystem and work everything greatly, but it doesn't work that way that much. So you don't get to try new stuff. So exactly like what I am. I'm like Grammarly is the best like spell checker. Dashlane is the best uh, password manager. That's arguable. (laughs) And um, my Dell XPS is the best laptop I could find. Yeah. So I like like piecing like pretty much what you're saying, like piecing the best parts together from different things. If they happen to be from the same ecosystem, that's great. But normally it's not the case. You always find that one thing that's like 
that's not perfect. Yeah, like now we use, so within our company, we use Slack, we use Trello, and we use like Google Calendar, and it's all kind yeah. of mished together. They're all web it. services, so like they work together. So. Yeah, there's all open APIs and stuff. So that's, uh, that's all we have for this week. We've gone a little long, but I, I think everybody will like it. I'll, I'll cut it down. Better like bit. it. No. I hope so. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I'll edit it and publish it yeah. today, maybe, or tomorrow. Thanks for having me, though. So no problem. We're gonna have you more often. <laughs> I know we will. We'll have you more often as a guest, and um, I, you know, I really want to do like have more people as guests. Like, yeah, that'd be really cool. Like do like two or three people on at a time and stuff, but it's so hard to find people. I wonder if you can get some people from like like the places that you work for. I, you know, I'll start, I'll ask them because we have Slack chats and stuff and, and everything. And I bet you they would love to talk to me and you. know, you. And you should definitely get Matt Philly on. <laughs> really? Or not Matt Philly. Who am I talking about? Um, no, David uh, DeFranco, whatever. Matt, what's his name? DeFranco. Phil, De- Phil DeFranco. Oh, Phil DeFranco. <laughs> yeah, not He's Matt Philly. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you yeah, guys are best friends now. So we are best friends, but that's besides the point. <laughs> no, so, legit, you should get him up and get him on. <laughs> maybe I'll go be on his podcast. Yeah, you listen to his podcast? Uh, just the videos. I've seen a couple. You should listen to the podcast. The extended versions are actually really like good. He does recordings of them, like video recordings. Yeah, so he does a ten-minute version. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And then he posts like a forty-five-minute version. I might check it out. And I think they're really good because, like. The 10 minute recordings are like the part that they're drinking and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the portion before is like when they're actually getting drunk. And the okay. portion afterwards, like they're drunk and they're trying to talk about like House of Cards or like these weird card games they like. Sounds like a mess, but also really fun. So. It is really funny because uh, they all like, they all, they're all so different. And everybody that he, he has on are like creators and they're creatives and they're like makers. So it's really interesting. Yeah. I'll check it out. So you can find us on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and anywhere else that you're social at Digital Bounds. Uh, check out digitalbounds.com for show notes and um, other information on everything technology. We have um, product hunt recaps along with like listen with us to find the best podcast. And we uh, support a bunch of Kickstarters around the web. So check us out on digitalbounds.com. Also, tweet Sunny at his crazy Twitter handle, what you thought of him, this uh, podcast. So thanks for listening. And I hope to see you guys um, whenever we record the next podcast. All right, <laughs> Anything peace else, out. Sonny? No.